Warning, this podcast contains lots of talk of Avengers Infinity War. Spoilers abound. Adams and welcome to episode 27 of Mark's Mess Podcast. We're here with my daughters Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine and Charlotte. Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine and Charlotte. <laughs> we are eating. We look at the world of geekery using the alphabet as a guide. This month we are not using the alphabet as a guide again, but we're going to be looking at Avengers Infinity War. In fact, we're going to, Charlotte and I are going to be exploring every movie in the Avengers MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe and see how it relates to Infinity War. Are you excited? Aye. Aye, yes. I, I not only get single word answers, I get single letter answers. It's N-Y-E. Just sounds like that. If you would like to contact us, you can by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com. You can on Twitter at marksmesspodcast about the tea. On our webpage, marksmesspodcasts.blogspot.com or on Facebook, our Facebook page, marksmesspodcasts. We have had some communication with people because we, I mean, we're just going to catch up in this first half of the, the podcast. No spoilers for Avengers Infinity War here. After the break, there will be. We have had, well, one of the exciting things is we have had a new logo designed by... Me! Yes, our own Catherine has designed a logo for us. It's really quite good and something I've been wanting for a long time, but you know, I, A, I'm not good at art. B, yeah. I can't afford a lot of art. It's your early birthday present. It's my... No, you're buying me something else. <laughs> you're buying me something else as well. And we've had some feedback. Ruth and Darren Sutherland from... TrekkerTalk.com They uh, have said they liked it. And quite a few people out there have liked it as well. Uh, I, I think it's... Uh, really great. It really fr- confused our friend Caroline because she only knows me uh, to meet me in the winter in the past few years and of course Catherine drew me in my summer beardlessness. You'll have to draw a winter edition where you just add a beard to it. Even, like, even just for Caroline. Just like scribble a little beard. Done! We'll get that sorted out for Caroline before the autumn. I have a summer beard. Uh, no, I have, I've got a winter beard and summer I go carefree and and nude on my chin. I should have kept your moustache. Well, 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 it doesn't really show up in the podcast, so I don't know why I'm telling people that. Anyway, we've also launched a new podcast, Charlotte and Catherine's Sandwich Emporium. Oh, yeah! Which was uh, more uh, a bit of fun. Uh, We have had a wee bit of feedback from the Hammer Strikes, who said... That was certainly interesting. I don't think I ever thought of putting a Mars bar and an apple together like that. Yes, thank you very much. Wait, yep. a maple. A maple. Maple sandwich. Oh! I am so sorry. But <laughs> but really, the podcast came about because so many people commented on the fact that we talked about sandwiches at one point and they wanted a sandwich podcast. Feedback from Caroline Rountree. Yes, so life lessons. If you ask enough, Mark's Mess podcast will sort you out. Conclusion, hey, can you bring back Firefly? Firefly was a show in the early noughties, early 2000s, and it was famous for only having half a season, but a huge following after that. 
Anyway, Ruth Sutherland is a sandwich podcast, and she said... I just listened to the episode, funny enough. <laughs> I'm so glad you opened up a sandwich shop. I look forward to hearing the sound of that bell when I arrive to place my order. It'll be fun to learn more about your creative menu. I hope you have great success, success, Ruth. Thank yes. you. And Uncle John said... Oh, super excited. That's my Saturday sorted. <laughs> so thank you, John, for contacting us. Other things that have happened, we've had visitors to Northern Ireland. Dun, dun, dun. Why are you saying like that? Andy Leyland from uh, the Fantastic Cast and the brilliant Palace of Glittering Delight was in Northern Ireland. And unfortunately, our paths couldn't get crossed. It was really nice because he did contact us uh, uh, for advice about uh, when traveling in Northern Ireland and things to see and things to do and i'm just sorry andy we couldn't get a meet up maybe next time maybe next time but we did have a couple more visitors ruth and darren from trackertalk.com they actually came to, to northern ireland and they came to our house and they came for tea and it was really nice meeting them and scooby enjoyed it he did indeed but it was really nice meeting up with them it's really weird meeting podcasters they say never meet your heroes and meeting podcasters is a bit weird as well because I could have listened listened to them all day. That's what I'm used to doing with them. And it was like when I was on the Fantasticast uh, that time a few months ago, some of the time I was just sitting listening to Andy and Steve talk and I forgot to actually, I'm part of this. But it was really nice uh, to meet them and building on the friendships that we create. If you've never actually podcast, you don't really realize how friendly the podcast community is. When we did the Christmas podcast and we actually, I had to go and ask other podcasters, would you mind saying a few lines for it, reading a few lines? All of them were immensely friendly about it and quite chuffed that we're asked, even though they're podcasters who are far beyond my talents. But Not ours. But not yours, maybe. <laughs> uh, not. But really, uh, good to see you. If anybody else wants to come to Northern Ireland, oh, we'd love to see you. Anyway, uh, the last podcast we did was uh, about when we were at Comic-Con, and we had a few people who contacted us about that. Ooh. Caroline, she said... A podcast about hairdressing, please. Because the last time it was, uh, we talked a wee bit about hairdressing and hair and stuff like that, I'm reluctant to do a hairdressing podcast, because A... Ah. I don't know. I don't have much hair. And B, this is not a visual medium. Longer. Uh, Ruth Sullivan, she contacted us and said, I really enjoyed hearing about the highs and lows of the convention. The audio clips from the event were fun to hear. I especially like knowing that the stormtroopers with the Northern Ireland accent were so tough. Thanks for sharing about the comics you picked up. It's a great way to learn about new books. Ruth which is fantastic. Thank you very much, Ruth. And because the cover picture of that was me standing with, uh, well, a diminutive Dr. Doom, Professor Allen from the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network, he said, Professor Allen's favourite dude in the world and Mark Adams. So really good uh, to hear a few minutes about that. We enjoyed the, uh, the Comic-Con as well. So that, that's brought us uh, up to date. Uh, in our feedback. We will get back to the alphabet very soon. I've just discovered today that this is the 95th podcast I have made. So that includes Atlantis Attacks, Evolutionary War, The Sandwich One, and John Adams' Letters from the Front, which turned 40 uh, episodes uh, this month. Him and us. Yes, and you two, you two have not been with me from the start, but I think we'll have to do something special for our 100th. Atlantis Attacks. 
everything. Yes. The John Adams and this one. And the sandwich important. Yes. Oh, yes. You've four. Been, you've been with, with me a lot. I started off alone, and but you I two came the, to me. I made the first me. logo. So we'll have to work out something really good for a 100th episode. And we'll have to smudge the figures to make sure the 100th episode, episode that I've made is a Mark's Mess episode. Even though this isn't number 27, because John Adams' letters from Toronto is continuing on to, till at least the end of the year. Speaking of anniversaries, it's 10 years since the start of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Charlotte and I will be talking about this after the break. Uh, Catherine is probably going to hang about, but she hasn't seen any of them, so it doesn't really matter. Whee! So, we'll see you after the break. Ah, goodbye! <laughs> <laughs> Podcasting, the final frontier. This is the Hammer Podcast. It's 30-minute mission. To rehash geeky topics. To seek out new bastions of nerdiness. To timidly go where the more talented have gone before. The Hammer Podcast is the official podcast of the blog, The Hammer Strikes. Both the blog and the podcast come from the mind of your average late 30s geek. In other words, insane ramblings about science fiction and fantasy minutia. If that interests you, please visit thehammerstrikes.com. Part of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. In February 2014, a new podcast dedicated to the Marvel Comics character... Adam Warlock debuted. And the internet broke in half. Well, not really. Far from it, to be honest. But a few of you actually noticed, and we thank you for that. Over the course of 2014, we covered all of Adam's Silver Age adventures and have started on his Bronze Age solo series, as well as his current appearance in two Thanos specials. But it's time for a change. So I'm sad to announce that episode 20 will be the last episode of Resurrections and Adam Warlock Podcast. However, I am pleased to announce that in 2015, we will premiere the first episode, which we will call episode 21 of Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. Yes, the show is continuing but now with more Thanos. Each month we have John M. Wilson on as we cover an issue of Warlock, and the other episode of the month, we will continue to have Brian Zeno on to cover Thanos' appearances, starting with Captain Marvel 25. So join us in 2015 for Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, now with 20% more Thanos. And welcome back... Catherine has gone off because she has no interest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But we have. Do you remember the first Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe movie you saw in the cinema? I don't know what it was. Oh, we'll, we'll look at that as we go on. What we're going to do, we're going to go through every movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is how many of them? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12... 13, 14, 15, 15, 17, 18, 19, including Infinity War. Right, 19. I thought I thought it was 20, but so I could be wrong. We'll, we'll, we'll count as we go along. 
What we're going to look at is our favourite scene in the movie, uh, who the villain was, and the connection with Infinity War. And we're going to start 10 years ago in 19... Sorry. In, in 1998? <laughs> uh, in 2008. What age were you then? Five. Take away 10 from your age. Four. Four. You were four <laughs> years old when Iron Man came out in 2008. Now, each of these movies is a type of movie. Now, you can you can categorize them not just as a superhero movie, but as we go along, we'll see that a lot more. This would be like action adventure. Iron Man, it started it all. I saw it on DVD, first of all, because uh, I didn't really believe it would do very well, because I remember Daredevil. What did you think of Iron Man? Mm, I didn't really like it. You didn't like it, and you've said that before. I loved it. My favorite scene is the first armor. I know you hate that, but that is my absolute favorite scene because it just came usually, right out of the comic books. Usually, I really like like movies that are like telling the superhero backstory. And what was your favorite scene in it? I know you didn't like it, but what was your favorite scene? I don't know. I can't really remember it. You haven't, yeah, and you haven't watched it since. I was going to watch it this morning, but then I had to finish off Winter Soldier because I was watching that. You should watch it again just to see what you feel like. I mean, it really was a different Iron Man than, or different Tony Stark from when I read the comics because he was uh, a secretive. Um, another one of my favourite scenes is right at the end when he goes, I am Iron Man. And that just totally changed the direction of the, the universe. Press. In front of all the press. Who was the villain? Your dude who was manufacturing his weapons. Yeah, the Iron Monger, what you would call him in the comic books. And it was basically a carbon copy of who Iron Man was. And we'll see that in some of the movies. In some of the movies, the villain is exactly the same as the superhero. Uh, the same power set, shall we say. And what is the connection with Infinity War? Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah, introduction to some of the characters because in uh, Infinity War we not only have Tony Stark, but we've also got uh, James Rhodes, uh, who would become War Machine a different actor, but that's neither here nor there yeah, they changed actor from the Civil War guy? No, no, from Iron Man to Iron Man 2 and also Pepper Potts because she was in Infinity War for a minute or two hmm in the jogging scene. This is the first one that had an end credit scene, and that was with Nick Fury coming out and going on about the Avengers initiative. I know why Tony Stark survived Infinity War. Why? Because he had a wedding to attend. That's true. Because Thanos, like, respected that. Right. So that, that's true. Thanos is very respectful of weddings and other ceremonies like that. I See a bar mitzvah? He, he just totally loves those. Uh, the same year, Incredible Hulk came out. Now, I was a bit nervous about this movie because there was a Hulk movie a few years before that. So this would be a monster movie. Favourite scene? I don't know. I still can't remember this one. I haven't watched it in ages. I think it was when the, the first time he became Hulk in the factory. It was actually quite reminiscent of when Armonger Start, went into operation in the Iron Man movie near the end, but this was near the start of the Hulk. Also, the, when you realise that the stuff that they injected the Abomination with uh, is the same superhero so, soldier serum that Captain America would later be injected with, or was injected with, but, you know, timey-wimey stuff. The villain w was the Abomination. Is he a carbon copy? Yeah. Big, strong, green guy. The connection to Infinity War? The Hulk. The Hulk. So we've got that. Go on. Okay. 
Two years later, 2010, what age were you then? Okay, two years after you were four. Six. Well done. I'm so proud of you. We have Iron Man 2, another action-adventure movie. Favourite scene from Iron Man 2? I don't know. You're, you're not very good at this. Uh, this is the type of thing we've been... This is I've, wa- pod- I've watched all the more modern ones like ten times. Uh, we, we, we planned to do this uh, from the past few weeks, since, in fact, since the last episode uh, we did. And Char- I kept saying to Charlotte, Charlotte, write these down. Remember these. Uh, what we should do. Is it, we should watch all the Marvel movies in chronological chrono- order. So in, like, in the order they were produced? Or the yeah. order, order. That that's quite difficult because there's some bits that are set before and after the beginning of Thor, the very first Thor. It is in a wee village, eight hundred years ago, twelve hundred years, fifteen hundred years. Okay, that that could be really difficult. There's a type. How many hours is it? Uh, uh, thir- thirty-six. All the movies. Yeah. So. Oh, good grief, Charlotte. Uh, no way am I doing that. My favourite scene is a courtroom scene against Justin Hammer, where he uh, Tony Stark just takes over the technology and shows you what other people are trying to develop our men. And the senator there turns up in Captain America Civil War. No, not Captain America Civil War, the other one. Captain America Winter Soldier in that one. Uh, the villains are Justin Hammer, who's a millionaire type, Tony Stark type, and Whiplash, who is kind of an Iron Man type. So another carbon copy. One, and Infinity War uh, connection. Black Widow. Uh, ah, with the ringlets. With the ringlets. First appearance of Black Widow. A year later, we oh, had... I've got a fact about Black Widow. Okay, fact about Black Widow. In February 2014... Um, after exploring Black Widow's past in Age of Ultron, whoever directed Age of Ultron okay. said he would like to explore further in a, into a solo film, and since then they have hired hired someone to write a script, and they have looked at actresses actors for it. Okay, so they're, you're saying they're thinking about a Black Widow movie that's been and talked that, about the, for a long time. The script was it the the person hired for the script was in January 2018. And then, no, it was screenwriters they were looking at in April 2018. Right, so it's a bit more closer to happening. I'm not that excited about a Black Widow movie. I'm not too sure. I, I, but her her backstory was kind of explored in an episode of uh, Agent Carter in season one, where they had this Russian spy school of little girls. So uh, where you saw it in Age of Ultron, yeah. that was what was happening. In Thor, favorite favorite scene. What type of movie is it for? Oh, Thor is fantasy. This, this is only my opinion. You may disagree out there. That's perfectly fine. You're allowed to. Favourite scene? Mm-hmm. Is there a scene in it where they're like, I'm complaining about the pattern you made in the lawn, or is that something else? I no. That's in Avengers. That's Avengers <laughs> Age of Ultron. Uh, okay. I don't know that. Right, my favourite scene goes where, where he tries to get his hammer back. And surrounded by shield agents and the sort of the, the dome they've made, which is also the first appearance of Hawkeye, a very short scene in that. But he fights the whole way there to get the hammer, and he realizes he is not worthy of it, and then he breaks down. Oh yeah, because that. like before he's like thing to dig down to earth, then he's like just about to be crowned king or something. Mm-hmm. He's all like bragging about it or something. Yeah, he's he's quite an arrogant king. Uh, I mean, there's some great things in there, directed by Kenneth Branagh, uh, Norn Irish bloke. 
but he, he did a good job. The villain is Loki. Loki, which is of course is another Asgardian, kind of a carbon copy of him. Not really. I mean, Loki was one of the breakaway characters in this because he's so good. And what are the connections with uh, Infinity War? Infinity War. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are the connections with Infinity War? Um. Well, Thor. The hammer. The hammer. Ain't there anymore. Yeah. Got a new one. You got an axe. Yeah. Which, which is, is called Stormbreaker. Oh, it needs a weird name. That's a that's a good name. And it's a weird name that it's you can't a- pronounce. Like, I don't know. What, what? Like, chronological? <laughs> um, a million year. Uh, there's also Hawkeye, who isn't in Infinity War. Yet. Lo- yet. Oh, we're looking for the next movie. We want more Hawkeye. Retired. Yes. Retired for the second time. There is all the Asgardians. You know, we, we meet, who do we see in Infinity War? Loki, uh, who died. Yeah. Allegedly. And your man with the sword. Yes. Helmand Helman Helman Helmans 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 mustard. Sorry. Uh yes. Right, so we've got those as guardians that that we meet are important. The same year as Thor came out, twenty eleven, we have Captain America, the first Avenger. Great title. Uh is it it's, a what film? It is well it's a what a type of movie is it? War film. War movie. A war movie. Favourite scene, Charlotte? It's the scene where he's running to catch the bad guy and the bad guy, he caught, or the, I think it's a Hydra agent, and he takes a wee boy and throws him in the river and the wee boy's just like, it's okay, you go on, I can swim. (laughs) Just after he became Captain America, physically. uh, Captain America, yep, great scene. Uh, One, my favourite was actually before he became Captain America where He's training as a soldier, and they say, whoever gets the flag from the flagpole can ride back in the car. And everyone's trying to climb up the pole, and and then everyone's done, he just pulls out the screw of the bomb. Yeah, and it showed that he has brains, not just brawn. And I love that whole... Well, he didn't have any muscle then. Well, I love the whole beginning thing that shows that it's his character is why he was chosen for this, not because he's a big guy. Or when he jumps over the grenade... The dummy grenade. Yeah, that as well. Did they, did, did they know it was a dummy, or did they just throw it and thought, oh, well, it'll only be a few casualties? <laughs> I think they knew it was a dummy. You wouldn't do that and uh, risk people. Uh, the bad guy in it? Um, your Red Skull. Red Skull, who... And his little minion. Yes, uh, who basically is a carbon copy of Captain America. He was the first person to be, have this serum used on, and it didn't work. And of course, he turns up uh, in Infinity War and wow that was a jaw dropping moment because it was always assumed that he died or was placed somewhere and he'd be back but he, he came back in a really good way uh, connection with Infinity War well we've got we've got the Tesseract the, the cube thing, the cosmic cube which you would call that in the comic books but it's a Tesseract here it's one of the stones, you've got Captain America and you've got Bucky and You've got the Red Skull, all those go into it. So this is basically the first stone that we see. I could, I think I'm right in this. We didn't see one in Thor. No, we didn't. Okay. Where did the Red Stone come from? Red Stone came from the second Thor movie. So we'll look at that after... Is that in the abandoned building? And then it affected your woman? Like, his... I don't know. 
No. Uh, anyway, let's go on. The very next year, 2012, is Avengers. This is a superhero movie. I hate to tell you that. Well, that's why I call it. You know, other people may have. What is your favorite scene in this? My favorite scene in it is the Thor versus Hulk battle on the helicarrier. I like I like the bit where Hulk's just going with Loki. Oh and yes. Or is it Thor stands up and he just goes Yes. The whole Hulk working with other superheroes and the I mean the whole thing with Loki smashing them side to side uh, came up again a couple of times. I, I think Hulk was a breakaway character in this movie. We also got to see more of Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch. Not Scarlet Witch. Black Widow. So the main villain was, well, I suppose, Loki again. Yep. And uh, his whole army. Of, oh, I forgot what you call them. Chitari. Was that it? And the uh, connection with Infinity War. Well, there's a stone in Loki's scepter. Yeah, and the Chitari. Chitari, that's right, because they're... Um, Thanos' horde. We also see Thanos in the very end scene, or not the very end scene, the second the mid-season, yep. Uh, where he turns around and smiles. Hi, I'm Thanos. But we realise he's behind all this because Loki is talking to him during the movie, but you don't see who it is. We also have the Avengers coming together for the first time. Uh, And they come together again in Infinity War. Yep. Wow. Kind of. Yeah, they do. They do, kind of. Anyway, uh, the next year in 2013 is Iron Man 3, back to action adventure. Favourite scene is the end for me. You know, all, well, all the suits come in and he jumps from suit to suit. And just seeing all these marvellous suits, and some of them I recognise from the comics as well. Is there a bit in it where all these Iron Man suits flying in to help or something? The one I just talked about, yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. The one, the one I just said? Yeah. You're so bored with this podcast, you're not even listening and you're on it? <laughs> Thanks. The villain was an interesting one. It was that guy from Neighbours. <laughs> the actor, he played somebody in Neighbours. I can never remember his name, but he's a really good actor. And it was from the comics and it was the extremis thing where he you know, grew limbs again and stuff like that. Really good. Connection with Infinity War. Well, Are they all the suits? Well, it's more that the Avengers... Wait, was that the first film that the Hulkbuster was in? No. no there was there was a suit I thought was a Hulkbuster, but it wasn't. It was a pile driver. There was a negative effect on Tony's uh, mind after the whole Avengers thing. This, was, this uh, dealt with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And you have somebody who's just kind of an ordinary bloke who has to deal with the fact that there are aliens trying to kill us. And that would drive anybody nuts and it changes Tony from being the happy-go-lucky playboy to being a bit more serious. Uh, the same year Thor Dark World. This is one of the ones that many people do not like. I liked Fantasy. it. Fantasy again. What's your favourite scene? Um, oh, when he's in the cafe and he's drunk all his coffee, is it? Uh-huh. And he smashes the cup down and goes, another! You know, that was in the first Thor movie. Oh. You... With, you don't know the, your movies I thought you brought you in here as an expert my favourite is where he's talking to Loki and he's let, uh, helping Loki escape because he needs Loki's help and Loki turns into Captain America they're walking along and just the way that was done was just so good what? 
don't remember that. I'll watch that one next. You watch that one next. Uh, the villain in it. The villain in it was actually quite forgettable. Uh, it, w- it was a pity about the villain because it could have been a lot better. Uh, it was some elven demon person, dark lord, whatever. But we do get for the Infinity War, we do get another of the stones, and it's left in the care of the Collector on nowhere. And then we go the next year to Captain America, Winter Soldier, the one you watched this morning. It's a spy movie, um, in my humble opinion. Right, favourite scene is either the one at the beginning where uh, he's doing laps around the the re- pool of reflection in... Oh yeah, he's like, on your left. On your left, to your left, to your left. And oh. Falcon is just a bit annoyed. And the other one is in the lift. That fight scene is just so good. It's just, it's the whole running bit and then just after the run, it's his little list. Oh yeah, the list. Do you know that list was different in different countries it was shown in? Was it? Yeah. There were different things that people thought from their culture would be more... I mean, the Beatles... No, yeah, the Beatles would have been the British one, but not the American one. Ah. Star Wars slash Trek was on it. Yes. Well, that's definitely worth going on to. Infinity War Connection is, well, we get the The Winter Soldier. And the Falcon. And the Falcon. With the Winter Soldier, that's the beginning of the this fracture in the Avengers. The Avengers splitting up. It hasn't happened yet, but Cap is keeping this secret, and we'll find out in, in the next few movies that it is a, a wee bit of a secret. Now, in 2014, we come to the first movie you saw in the cinema, first of the Marvel movies you saw in the cinema. It is Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course, this is a sci-fi type. This is one of your favourite ones. Aye. And what is your favourite scene? I think it's the last end credit. Well, explain and it. It's all baby group dancing in his wee pot, and every time Drax sees him, he stops. I think that was a, a good scene. I think that's one of the ones, because I end up making you a wee dancing group from one of those dancing floors, some floors. Me, personally, the bits I like are the plan. I've got 12% of a plan. The, the whole explanation the collector does of the, the Infinity Stones, the first... So view we have of the Infinity Stones going everywhere and you had a celestial a celestial from the comics standing there destroying a planet. Oh I you know, I like that because that was a good tie in to something even bigger. You also had not only Howard the Duck, but my favourite cameo was Cosmo. He was the sort of Soviet space dog. The dog. He, he's sort of a telepathic dog in nowhere. The villain was man. Ronan, who is a Kree. Now, we see a lot of Kree in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which we watch. This was one of the first ones in the movies. Connection with Infinity War? Mm, we got one of the Infinity Stones. We got also the whole Guardians of the Galaxy, who turned up in Infinity War. The next year, 2015, is... Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Now, another superhero one. Now, what was your favourite scene in this movie? It's when Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch have run into a house for cover. Hawkeye's like, you could, if you walk out that door, you can, you're an Avenger. But if you choose not to, you can stay in here and hide. And she walks out the door. Yeah, uh, it was quite good. The way Hawkeye seems to be a mentor to the younger heroes. And uh, my favourite scene is the party, and especially the scene with uh, trying to lift Mil- uh, Milner. Quite, quite a good foreshadowing I, of what I would happen. A, I think that Captain America could have done it, but he didn't want to embarrass Thor. 
<laughs> no, uh, in the comic books, he could. He could lift it. There was one story in Captain America. And when the Vision lifts it, he's just like, here you go. <laughs> yes. nothing. It was quite a good foreshadowing for that. Uh, there's a storytelling thing called Chekhov's Gun. Chekhov was a Russian writer, and he said, if you're going to have use a gun in the third act, show it in the first act. So if you're going to have the hammer, lifting the hammer as showing how you're a good person, then show it in the first act. That only good people can do it. The villain, Ultron, did you like him? I, I watched the movie a couple of weeks ago, and I liked him better that time than the first couple of times. I'm not really keen on super powerful villains who you can't really think of a way to defeat. I would have thought the second Avengers movie would have been all the bad guys get together to form their own team. Mm-hmm. Which is Masters of Masters of Evil in the comics, but it it hasn't even happened yet. Okay, Infinity War foreshadowing. Probably Vision. Yeah, Vision, especially the Soul Stone mm-hmm. in his head, not the Soul Stone, whichever stone, the Mind Stone. I don't know which stone mm-hmm. it is. Tony Stark's Vision of the Future, mm-hmm. which is all the original Avengers mm-hmm. who were left at the end of the uh, Infinity War, the original Avengers. What do you call him? Thor's Vision. And you actually see all the stones yeah. in a glove. Did you notice that when you saw it? Yeah. Because yeah. he was in like the water bit and then he caught the blah, 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 electric head. That was one of the bits when you first had Age of Ultron that didn't make sense. Yeah. And now we've got Infinity War, it makes and perfect Ragnarok sense. And Ragnarok because of the blah, 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 electricity. Yeah. Oh yeah, that I didn't even picture that because of electricity. Ah. Yeah, well done. Okay. So you haven't seen Thor use his electricity yet in Infinity War. Well, the same year as Age of Ultron, we had Ant-Man. It's a heist-type movie. Favourite scene? Mm, when he's, one of them is when he's training and he's trying to shrink through the keyhole. He gets on trip, getting into the door. Yes. And, um, uh, what's the man called? Oh, he I've forgotten. It. His mate, his pal, who's the yeah. fast speaker. Anytime he, he explains... From the prison. Yes. Anytime he explains anything, that's one of my favourite scenes as well. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like him to do a podcast uh, and just explain all all the things. Other things were I liked the sort of nineteen eighties Shield where you saw Peggy Carter. It was at, at the beginning. Anytime you see Peggy Carter oh, is a good also, thing. Also, when he goes to the old like hired oh the old Stark Industries, uh, which is the new Avengers, and then he meets Co- Falcon. Yeah, oh, that was a good scene as well. There's lots of good scenes. Thomas the Tank Engine, classic. Yeah. A classic. The villain, Yellow Jacket, is he a carbon copy? Yep. Yeah, basically the same. In the movie, in the comics, Yellow Jacket is just Hank Pym's alter ego. He was Ant Man, Giant Man, Big Man, I g- man. look, I get bigger man, uh, that type of thing, Giant Man. And he became Yellow Jacket at one point. Uh, I like the way they incorporated at least two of the Ant-Men from the comic books into it. Scott Lang Ant-Man is quite a faithful ad- adaptation from the comics. Okay. Um, I also like the bit where he's at the wee girl's party and he's giving her the present. She goes, it's so ugly. I love it. <laughs> uh, what about the Infinity War? What, how does it um, feed into that? Well, Ant-Man's not in. Yeah, that was, that was very much noticed. Ant-Man and Hawkeye were very much missed. Which makes everyone think they'll be in the next one. I think. Dead. Well, I don't think I don't think so because I've seen well, behind Ant- the scenes Ant- footage. Ant Man could be dead because he wasn't part of the original. Oh. Then again, he's not really part of the Avengers, but he was in Civil War. He was in Civil War. 
Don't know. And, and there were no Infinity Stones. And this brings us nicely to 2016's Civil War, Captain America Civil War. Didn't need to be called Captain America, but it focused mainly on Captain America. So, action, adventure, superhero team. Favourite scene? Spider-Man. You stole mine. You said a different one earlier on. It's the bit where I think it's Sam and Bucky are like pewed to the floor. I can't like... Yeah, webbed to the yeah. floor. Yeah, and Sam does his thing with Red Wing. Red Wing, yeah. And Bucky just goes, you couldn't have done that earlier. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was just a very good movie. The last year, 2017, they had Justice League out. I think it was last year. It might have been this year. I haven't seen it. But they made a big thing of, we have got five, is it five superheroes in the same screen. And in ah. Civil War, we have eight. And it worked so and well. Infinity War. Well, we'll get to Infinity War's numbers. Okay, four. The, the villain was Zemo. Zemo was got a lot different from the comics, but the same idea. He went out with, with the idea of splitting up the Avengers. Did it work? Yeah. It did, no matter what, it worked. So what, what happened to him again? Like where, what happened? He tried to kill himself, and then what happened? Black Panther stopped him. Yeah, he wanted justice. He went to jail, basically. Mm. Uh, it was in one of the comics. The infin- Infinity War connection. Um, the team splitting up. Very much so. Very oh, much so. And the phone. And the what? The phone. Captain America sends him his phone. Tony Stark his phone, and then you see it in. Um, Infinity War. Yeah. Who and uses I'm thinking, it? Why has he got a really old phone? <laughs> and then I remembered when I watched Civil War. Yeah. And who used the, the phone in Infinity War? It was Banner. Yeah, yeah. Right, that brings us to... Uh, Guardians of the... No, Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange in 2016 again. Fantasy. Fantasy? Yep. <laughs> Fantasy movie. And favourite scene, Charlotte? Um, okay, have you watched it again? I think that's uh, part of the problem. Favorite scene, really? I think my favorite scene is when he's training to use the portal thing, where he goes rip, and, and there's a portal somewhere, and they just take him and they shove him in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the Himalayas or something like that, and go, well, if you oh. make it home, you're able to do it. If you don't, well, you're going to die anyway. It's the cloak. Oh, the cloak! I I am convinced that is the cloak out of Aladdin, or the carpet out of Aladdin. Never. Yeah, you never know. That's pretty good. Okay, and fin- uh, sorry, the villain was. Dormammu. Dormammu. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Yeah, actually, that was a pretty cool scene. Over and over again, sacrificing yourself over and over again. Oh, oh, I noticed the butterfly. There was butterflies in that scene. Or, I think it was the one where the... Your bald woman, when he first went to her. Uh Uh-huh. And... She like pushed him, pushed his soul out of his body or something. Yeah. And he was going through all the tiny wimey stuff, uh-huh. and there was like a whole thing of butterflies, and he went through them. That was in another movie, was it? It was the bad guys in that they were create. They kept on creating butterflies. Well, it looked like a butterfly a wee bit. In what bad guys in what? Doctor Strange. So it's in the same movie. Yeah. I'll, I'll look. At, I must watch Doctor Strange again. Infinity War connection. Um, the time stone. Strange. And Doctor Strange and Wong. Wong was good. I liked Wong. Uh, li- listening to Beyonce. Yeah, I don't even know what Beyonce is, but uh, is she? Yeah. Okay. What t- type of things does she sing? Really weird stuff. So some modern singer then. Next year, 2017, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I do like the way they uh, did Guardians of the Galaxy around the, the mixtapes 
when I was young, you made a mixtape. I, I still make a mix CD for the car, even though yeah, I've got the all the songs. Is, the third one's called Volume 3, but he didn't open another package thing. He got the Zoom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so lots of like them. a thousand songs. Wow, a thousand? Yeah. So, sci-fi again. Favourite scene? Probably have to be when Rocket and Yondu are locked in the cell and they get Groot to go and retrieve his mohawk and he comes back with like <laughs> someone's toe, someone's eye, pants, I think, all that type of stuff. Yeah, that's a good scene. I like that. When he's like in the ship and he's just eating, I think it's M&M's, yeah. out of a wee plant pot. I, it was a plant pot. I didn't even notice that. My favourite scene was the golden people, who have forgotten what they're, they're called, but their whole... Gaming. The, ga- the game station the idea, the video arcade. That's it, the video arcade. Uh, very nice callback. And what, I don't think this was as good as the first one. Very much a foreshadowing of Infinity War, just for having the Guardians there and more cosmicness. It was when Nebula was trying to eat the fruit, and they kept going, it's not ripe, it's not ripe. But when the bad guys like tried to take over, and she had it, and she was just... Well, not the bad guys, but like... Yeah, Yondu's. Yeah, Yondu's folk. They tried to take over and she goes, It's not ripe. Yeah. And Guardians of the Galaxy brings us the whole cosmicness of uh, the Marvel Universe, which Thanos embodies in that, because he's very much a cosmic being. 2017 also brought Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, this this is definitely a teen movie from the 80s. My favourite scene was when he was running through the back gardens and I thought, this is just like Ferris Bueller. And the movie went, yeah, it is. Here's a, here's a TV in the background with Ferris Bueller playing on it. So recognising where all the things that you're you're recognising. I have a lot of favourite bits. So have I. Can I, can I name two? Dude, I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably come up with other ones. It's one of them when Tony Stark's open, going to open in the car... And Peter thinks he's going to hug him, so he hugs him, and then Tony's just like, oh, I'm, I'm up in the car. And that could have been very much ruined by the trailer, but it was still a good scene in the movie. And I can't go to Germany. I, I have homework. <laughs> I've got two more. Don't tell Aunt May as well. Yeah, that's, that's a very big thing, thing in the college. he cares about. Don't tell Aunt May. Yeah. He thinks like the, his hotel room is just the one room he puts in on his suit, and then Happy comes in. And he's just like, what you got that thing on for? Opens another door into a whole nother bit of the par- an apartment. And it says on like, it's in like a brown bag. Have you watched more than five minutes of this movie? Because those are all in the first five minutes. Well, one of my favourite bits was Damage Control. Damage Control was a comic book in the, in the 90s, early 90s. And it was just a fun comic. You know, after a superhero fight, who cleans up after them? Call in Damage Control, and it's this organization that does it, and they've got Damage Control. I want more of Damage Control. I would have thought if anywhere they would come in would be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but no, they bring them into the movies. The villain is, uh... The... Oh, I can't remember his name. The girlfriend's dad. Dan-dan-dan. Oh, yes, he's also the vulture. Yes. Very good villain, and portrayed by a man who used to play Batman in the movies. Okay. So, have you seen any of those Batman movies? Nope. Oh, we should watch one of them sometime. Infinity War Connection? Spider-Man. The suits of Spider-Man as well. Then on to the same year. This is free in the one year. 2017. Good year. Thor Ragnarok. Uh, This is science fiction. 80s science fiction. Favourite scene. So many. One of the problems people had with this was it was too funny. It was so funny. It It was trying to be funny all the time. They had to have a punchline to every scene. But it still was funny. Hulk versus Thor. 
Again, second round, that was so good. That was funny. It, it, I think it would have been better if you didn't know the Hulk was in the movie. Because it was spoiled in the trailer. And that beautiful yes. line of, he's a friend from work. Yeah. That should have been kept as well. But there were so many good things. Uh, the Valkyrie. Uh, the Grandmaster was good, but he was he was okay, but not great. He was the main villain. So, your favourite bit? Um, it's when he's in the dungeon bit, and he's like spinning, so he has to go, wait, wait. And yep. so he turns around. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, and the shock factor when Milnir is destroyed. Uh, it, it's sort of a prelude to the whole of Asgard being destroyed. Mm-hmm. And then the very last scene is a good connection to Infinity War, because Thanos shows up. Actually just where Infinity War starts. Yeah, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. And we're on to this year. Oh, we're not even halfway through and we've got two of the movies. Black Panther, uh, very much a Bond-type movie. Well, no, no, Bond movies aren't spy movies. Bond movies are super spy movies because they had all the gadgets and stuff. I think that's my favourite thing, all the gadgets that they had. The Wee Sister. I, I mean, I don't know that much about Black Panther. I have not read many of the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it wasn't for the cartoon uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, not the current cartoon series, but the last one, Mm. I wouldn't have liked Black Panther at all. Yeah. But this has made me uh, like him a lot and his background and his people. Any favourite scenes of yours? Well, it's just the the vibe of the movie. That in all the other movies he's been in that aren't his movie, he's all this tough guy not to be messed with. But when he's in his own movie, he's just like teased and teased by his family. Yeah, it's nothing like family to get you down. Yeah. Did he freeze? Like a deer in headlights. Yes. That was quite good. It was predictable, though. The villain was very much a carbon copy of mm. of Black Panther. Do- yeah, down to the suit, even. But it was it was a very enjoyable movie, and it wasn't American-centric. It went to Vietnam instead Cause, of America. Because all movies, it seems to be just America's world standing. Yeah, uh, exactly. Infinity War connection? Well, that's where the big battle at the end of Infinity War took place. I also like... Can I say a part that I like in Infinity War? That's in Wakanda. Well, we're going to there now, so let's go to Infinity War, which is... Well, what type of movie is it? What would you say? Who's it about? Everyone. Who's the main character? Stark. No, Thanos. Uh, you follow him. Yeah, exactly, but this is this is following the villain... And the, sometimes when a movie does it, follows it follows the bad guy. The bad guy becomes good in your eyes, almost like a Stockholm syndrome. But this this one, Thanos kept his villainness, even though you understood why he was doing it. What is your favourite scene in the whole movie? Well, one of my favourite scenes is he's like talking about like how they're opening up Wakanda to the world and all. And they asked the woman, "Why? How did you think we would open up Wakanda? Oh, what well, a start!" And she was just like, "Oh, something like a Starbucks or something." Yeah. The thing I liked about it was it didn't feel there were too many characters, and each character had a specific thing to do, but not in the way Rogue One had. Rogue One had every character a specific specific thing to do, then they die, and you know as soon as they accomplish that, they will die. But this one, they had specific things to do. They still continued on. Um, the only thing I can think of that uh, Groot had to do was be the handle of Stormbreaker. But when, I mean, one of my favourite scenes is when Thor arrives in Wakanda. Him with his wee... <laughs> the Game Boy. Yeah. But when they arrive in Wakanda, 
Thor with uh, <laughs> Rocket and Groot. Thor is saying, I have met these new friends. This is my rabbit friend. And this is this is my tree friend. I am Groot. And Steve Rogers goes, I am Steve Rogers. It's just even the way he says it, that, that whole Groot joke hasn't got less funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's shocking that so many characters died. Uh, I don't mean it in the purge at the end, because mm-hmm. I reckon that's going to be overthrown, especially since there's another Spider-Man movie coming out. that Spider-Man took so long to die. Yeah, well, they melt that. Oh, I'm not feeling so well. Apparently, Tom Holland, like, improvised that bit. He didn't really die. Okay, he didn't improvise that. A lot of improvisation in this movie. I, I like the way the heroes didn't really get on in a very human way. Not in a comic booky way, where they'd meet and fight. We had Stark and uh, Strange, who were just two egos that were clashing with each other. Uh, and good stuff. I, I'm so excited about getting this one on DVD so we can go over it about 50 million times because it was so good. There is nothing, there has been nothing like this in cinematic history where you've got all these movies, all these 19 or 20 movies, all coming up uh, with the same universe and interconnecting and the fact that the past few movies, uh, characters have gone in and out of each other's movies and no problem. Spider-Man had, it was as much a Tony Stark movie as it was a Spider-Man movie. Uh, And you're living in this golden age. The closest I can think of this was the Universal movies back in the 1930s and 40s, where they had Frankenstein, Doctor Strange, Strange, uh, Jekyll and Hyde, you had Dracula and characters like that going in and out of each other's movies. Mm -hmm. And they even had Abbott and Costello, which were a comedy duo at that time, meeting these exact same characters. But it's not the same. This had a purpose, a plan, and they've done it so well. And tying in the TV shows. I mean, we're big fans of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and going through season two of Agent Carter at the moment. There's the Netflix ones of the Defenders uh, and Punisher. There's there's an Inhumans one that didn't do too well. I think that might have been a bit of a flop, but we didn't get to see it. We haven't seen half the stuff that's out there, all in the one universe. How they do this, I don't know. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we're weeks behind, but seemingly there is a tie-in. We're like 10 episodes behind, but seemingly there's a tie-in to Age of Ultron. And the next season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will will start after the next Avengers movie. So I'm guessing they all... Which is unnamed. Flop away. Yeah, it's unnamed. Uh, There's rumours out there what it could be. Like what? Avengers Forever, Avengers Unlimited, Avengers Empire Strikes Back, Avengers uh, Princess Diaries 2, Avengers Tony Stark's Revenge. It'll be exciting to find out what it is called for a start because that'll get a buzz going. Because because they haven't told us, there's a reason behind it. But that is our skip through. This is quite long. Shall Shall we do a very, very short bit of the future ones? No, we're not going to do any future ones. We'll meet them as we come. We're going to see Ant-Man in uh, July, next July. Ne- yeah, July. And uh, then it's Captain Marvel. And then it's Avengers uh, again. So that'll be exciting. And then it's Spider-Man Homecoming sequel. And then it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Okay, you've done a bit of... Look at you, look at you. You've done a wee bit of research. Uh, this has been a long episode, so let's wrap it up now. This has been Mark's Mess Podcast, brought to you by Marvel Cinematic Universe. All characters are property of their owners and not us. You can contact us by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com. On Twitter at Mark's Mess Podcast without T. On our webpage at mymarksmesspodcast.blogspot.com. On our Facebook page Mark's Mess Podcast. 
And thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music. We will be back next month. I think we're doing the letter V, but that could change very quickly. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.